It's time that I trust myself and be free. I'm not striving to be who I think they want me to be. I lost my pace thinking life was a race. Hit with adversity having me feel this place. Feeling numb made my soul feel disgrace. I didn't know what to pray for, so I fell into a dark place. Flight and fight took over my life, but now I share how I ran that race. Welcome to this journey of making an effort to being more aware and freely vulnerable. My name is Steven and I'm the host of the Bold Podcast. I'm sharing this safe space because some of us don't always have that. But most importantly, you're not alone. So put on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. journey, there will be a host of conversations that may evoke past trauma and experiences. Some may be offended, turned off, become emotional, but overall, we're here to heal and learn together. At no point will this platform ever disrespect family and friends, so as I believe in transparency, I also believe in respect. There may be some explicit language, but be mindful it's someone sharing their experience, so emotions may rise. Most importantly, this is a safe space for you and I. Please note, I am not a licensed health professional or specialist. Any advice given should be discussed with your medical health specialist. Well, I want to welcome you all back onto this journey, learning what it means to be vulnerable. And I am also welcoming you, welcoming you guys into my safe space. Um, hope you bring a notepad or some tissue or whatever it is that you need maybe you'll learn something today um maybe you'll feel seen and heard today um and today we're going to be talking about me um obviously um and obviously we're going to be talking about being vulnerable and when i think about being vulnerable i somehow always revert back to my childhood why that's because i believe the first place you experience being vulnerable is actually in your childhood the only thing is you just may not know what process you're going through for me being able to describe my childhood on the exterior was really never a problem it wasn't until I had to approach what was on the inside because the outside started to get funky. And having to dig deep into my childhood, the parts that I was determined to suppress since I couldn't delete them, I now had to start to acknowledge them. One thing I came to realize was that those same things I was trying to rid myself of was also the same reason I had issues figuring out what was wrong with me. As a younger boy, I was definitely labeled as being sensitive. So sensitive that I learned how to desensitize myself on the exterior 
which presented this persona that I have it all together. More so in my adult years. But even that was a lie. I realized that in elementary school that my sensitivity was definitely going to be a challenge. So, believe it or not, that was my entry level to being quote-unquote bullied. Always being called sensitive, which also was another way to call me a crybaby, uh, label me as being weak, also call me a punk, or the most famous one, calling me a bitch. Um, I was also often told that I shouldn't wear my feelings and emotions on my sleeves as a boy. But in fact, the emotions that I was showing were a reaction to the way I was being treated. And in my head, as an adult, I'm like, what in the world? The same thing that I'm somewhat traumatized for being open with as a younger boy is the same thing that the world kind of requests from men to be more open and it's challenging a little tangent it's challenging to go from being traumatized about being open with your emotions and your feelings and whatnot not saying that I was always crying because I don't think that was the case it was just the fact that I just showed my emotions in a sense which was uh identified as being feminine but that didn't mean that I wasn't masculine that makes sense um but anyways going back to what I was saying just to where it is now to where the world wants for men to be open and it's just like well that's that's a a, a, a scary and dark territory in my experience I guess you can say because of the trauma behind of opening up and it all starts in the childhood but getting back on to um, the topic here. Um, being labeled and called those things obviously was something that, you know, traumatized me. Um, and to be honest, it was literally to a point that my sensitivity spread like a wildfire. And when I mean by what I mean by that is like once one person picked up on oh, I can do this or I can say this or I can pick on Steven this way. He's going to react this way, then the rest of the crowd would take on to it. It didn't happen all the time, but once it happened, oh, it was a wrap. And for me, it was just like, okay, well, how am I supposed to show up to defend myself, for one? And two, 
how am I supposed to show up to where I don't be perceived as weak and I also don't get perceived as the B word um, which was challenging and we'll get into that um, later on um, and you know obviously me explaining this this is my experience this is what I went through and how I see it in my younger days or how I seen it in my um, my younger days and sadly enough it didn't even stop in elementary school that was just like the beginning um, and due to ignorance from both men and women young and old it was always looked at that whenever a boy cries or his feelings have been wounded is demanded to man up stop crying stop being a big baby and the list can go on all of these things becoming a throne in my experience to my ability to feeling safe emotionally so for me being able to be vulnerable I learned at a younger age to kind of suppress those emotions and not show them more so on the outside and this is I guess this that'll be more so the reaction emotions uh, that I'm suppressing and not more so of what may have made me a target for someone to want to provoke me to feel a certain type of way um, this later led on to uh, a group of individuals which I keep confidential um, feeling like it was okay to um, jump me but disguise it as a form of roughing me up now here's the thing I at that time was completely confused because we all used to play football basketball we used to race you know the regular things that kids used to do in the early 2000s we used to you know race and you know play football in the middle of the street you know when when the cars are coming we yell out more motion and we you know go on the grass like you know spent most of the time with them and the sad part about this was these were individuals that you know I looked up to they were individuals that I definitely admired and had a high regard for because I guess of their athletic abilities um maybe hell might as well be honest maybe the um the amount of girls that were attracted to them so I was trying to sadly in a sense present myself in the way that they are to get that same 
attention but hell I mean that never worked <laughs> but you live and you learn um, but this well obviously this was at a, a younger age and um, in elementary school and because of that group of individuals deciding that it was okay to you know rough me up or disguise it as rough me up I think it was a form of bullying but hey um that honestly wounded the way I engage with men um what do I mean by that the way that hmm, how can I describe it It's like, okay, okay, I think I, I think I know how to describe it. It it kind of wounded the way that I engaged with men because for me, because of that, because of that one experience and how it made me feel, I don't or I may see all men as a threat until I'm able to gauge them and realize that they're not a threat. Hopefully that made sense. So obviously growing up, I didn't really have too many male friends because for one, I was not into the typical things that boys liked and enjoyed. I was more so into electronics. Um, I was quote unquote like the um, the nerd. I was the kid that would be at home taking a family computer apart and praying to God that once I put it back together that it works so that way I don't get in trouble. I was the kid that would sit outside and try and figure out how to get the pool vacuum to work so I can vacuum the pool. I was the kid that would be outside playing with the water pump <laughs> um i was a kid that was front and center when it was time to uh change the sliding doors um well tear the sliding doors out of the frame and put in french doors like i was that kid like i i, I played sports but i really didn't care too much about sports it was more so about the hobby i enjoyed the action more than the competitive side of sports like I really didn't care too much about that and because I didn't really care too much about that that distinguished me differently than the other boys and they also kind of put a target on me and with me being sensitive didn't make it any better because for me I had a hard time as a younger boy um, regulating my emotions so that way I didn't take things personal but because I would assume that I am the baby or the youngest or whatever the case may be um, that kind of didn't really give me much validation to express or try to express what I was feeling and then also learn how to communicate and understand what emotions and feelings I was actually going through and so you know with that it just kind of it just kind of put me in a rough patch to where 
I would just close myself off from other people. Like people would make me mad, and I'd just be like, you know what? I'll just take it. That's 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 exactly what I did. And when people would bully me, or when people would sit there and pick on me, sometimes I I'll push back. But then I at, at some point it's just like, well, it's too many of y'all at this point. Um, and I'll just sit there and take it. I would literally just sit there and take it because it's just like, well, I mean, you know, it was, in my opinion, I feel like it was just something that was just considered normal activity for kids to go through. And because I looked at it that way, I always justified wrong behavior with other individuals knowing that I did not feel well and feel good on how they were treating me. But, like I said, because I justified it as normal activity because that's just what kids do, I, for one, didn't give myself the opportunity to stand up. And I also didn't give other people the opportunity to stand up and also validate um, how I felt. But I feel like when you are raised in certain environments or you are raised around certain people, not specifically my immediate family, but, you know, outer family or whatever the case may be. They have different perspectives of how a boy should be raised and how a girl should be raised. And, you know, in some cases, like I said, it was just considered to be normal activity. And for me, that was uh, a form of invalidation when it came down to my emotions and feelings. So it's just like, hey the hell with it and honestly i'm gonna be honest now that i think about it um that kind of just made me not really want to hang out with other people because i was always considered to be the sensitive one it's just like well what makes y'all think that i really want to be sensitive but you know maybe that was just really a sign of me saying like i really don't feel seen i don't really feel like y'all are paying me any attention or whatever the case may be but i mean Okay, I'm not going to say I'm mean because I'm I'm trying to make something that's major small when it's something that I should acknowledge. And I'm learning to acknowledge that that's something that I should not have had to experience. I'm accepting that it happened, but also acknowledging that it was wrong for that to happen and wrong for me to have to go through or for somebody to do that to me if that makes sense um so just jumping back to the story as far as me getting jumped aka roughed up it was for individuals and here's the thing Here's what I want you to do. Imagine being fearful because you don't know what the outcome will be with four individuals wanting to jump you. Whether it's tag team, whether it's all at the same time, you're outnumbered, honestly. Now, I don't know what type of roughing up that was, but, I mean, maybe odds be upon your favor. Um, 
And also, you don't know if they will seize all action when you say stop or whether or not they will get it, you know, they'll keep going and get a joy out of it. And as much as I would have liked for things to end there, um, it didn't. And to be completely honest, at that point, I determined that it didn't matter what I said how I expressed people wouldn't really take me serious because I'm sensitive and too emotional and I need to man up and so that was something that whenever I would become emotional I would invalidate my own emotions by saying you need to man up and you've been too sensitive, you've been too emotional, it's not that big of a deal, you're blowing it out of proportion, like it's really not that big of a deal. But at the same time, it's like you're telling yourself you're not allowed to feel how you feel because of what somebody else may say. When I thought everybody else is allowed to have their own opinion and they're entitled to their own feelings. And let's let's be honest, feelings are not facts, okay? But that does not mean that how you feel is not valid to you. The feeling may not be a fact overall in reality, but that doesn't mean that the feeling is not valid to you. Can't nobody tell you how you feel. Only you can tell you how you feel. Kind of got a little little hyped up just then mm, you know <laughs> let me pipe down um but anyways i i started to internalize like i mentioned earlier i started internalizing everything 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 and from that point i would just journal literally journal like the journals that my mom and daddy would buy for school that I'm supposed to use for notes and stuff like that. Yeah, mm -mm. I was actually using them to write out my emotions and feelings. And, you know, there were some people that knew about the journal and sometimes would try and take the journal and read about the journal and see what I'm talking about or what I'm writing about. And for me, that was a breach of boundaries. Um, but of course, at that time, I just really didn't know how to stand up for myself. So it's just like, well, hell, I mean, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um, and at that point, um, I just really had no clue that that would be something that therapists today would recommend to someone to help them release their emotions and feelings when they don't think that anyone's there to talk to them uh, now here's your thing with me internalizing everything long term I would say that that messed me up because I got to a point to where I was completely independent um but also codependent on whatever source fed me emotional support, whether it was consistent or even toxic in some cases. And to my detriment, 
it was more so the toxic quote-unquote emotional support and with that I also learned that growing up being sensitive I found myself in survival mode because of how much I was teased for the very things I did the things I liked the things I enjoyed I mean like anything that may have brought me joy whenever someone came for me or talked about the things that I enjoyed it kind of was a wrap I no longer felt like it was good enough to validate who I was and that it was good enough for me to like so what I mean by that pretty much like okay so for me I grew up in church and I would always get teased about being a church boy and the downfall to that was out of all of my siblings I was the only child that really liked going to church more so so I didn't really have any other child to relate to um again with when it came down to like computers well I was the only one in the house that really liked the electronics everybody knew to come to Steven when something wouldn't work or Steven to figure it out and really I didn't have anybody else to relate to and with me not really knowing how to what we call today network I internalized and just did a lot of things by myself and learned a lot of things by myself and when people will talk about those things that I enjoyed because I was so sensitive I would always take it personal not that I wanted to take it personal but because I guess they never really gave me the opportunity to just like really express why I like this thing and they will always talk about it I would take it personal so it was just like in my head it's just like how's it that you can come to me for something that you need help with but yet you always tease me about this so and this is just speaking in general and I'm just like I I don't understand it I really don't understand it but I'm a you know I'm gonna just let you have it um and to be honest I still kind of deal with that you know today because I've been dealing with it so for so long by myself until I you know obviously was introduced to therapy but I was dealing with that one specific thing or dealing with that aspect of a thing by myself that you know to this day if somebody you know questioned me or drill me about something that I've made a decision about it just puts me it kind of like overstimulates my mind and like my nervous system somehow and I'm it just like internally I spaz out and it's just like I don't intend to but it's just like okay I know I didn't spend enough time going over realizing that hey this may be a risk this may be a risk blah 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 and get there and it's just like oh man I have to deal with deal with these people asking me questions and all of that and it kind of on the outside you can see that I'm defensive but I shouldn't be defensive but because of being teased so much it put me in survival mode to where you know it you know it I just had to feel like I always had to 
defend myself when someone would question me about something and even if it was just general like curiosity about a decision it's just like why like if only you knew the hell that i went through to even get to this decision and now you want to question me it's just like man listen can you just sit back put your seatbelt on and let me let me do me um but you know that's just obviously not how life work and honestly I would kind of say that that was a form of or that is a form of uh, people pleasing why do I say that because in the sense of I don't want to get too deep but in a sense if Anytime someone would come to me or question me about something and it changes my perception of that one thing just because of how this one person feels, now I'm changing how I feel based off of how that person feels. And in a sense, because I know I don't really like confrontation for real, to please that person, it's just like, okay, well let me just give you what it is that you're looking for so I don't have to deal with it um and that was detrimental as well but with me being um in survival mode I learned how to read the room read the room here's uh here's a little thing that I I don't really share with a lot of people but I'm gonna share it now because it's just my truth I do not like going to barbershops. I honestly hate them. That's my truth. I hate going to barbershops. I will actually pay, I would rather pay top dollar for a barbershop, for a barber to come to me or for me to go to their house or to go to them and there's nobody in the barbershop than to go to a barbershop on a Saturday morning and it's full of other men and I say that mainly because of you know my past experiences experience and trauma when I walk into a barbershop I read the room and I'm just like man I just really I do not I do not feel welcomed in the sense mainly because of the simple fact that I don't have I don't feel like I have anything in common with them because of the typical conversation that really go on in the barbershop um, that kind of may be the reason why I kind of transitioned over to having dreads as well. Um, and, you know, my hairline is kind of fine. And as some people say, well, as some people focus in on, you know, they see the fine or thinning in the middle of my hairline. But, I mean, when I get my hair twisted, you know, it doesn't seem that way. That's kind of a tangent, but let's just get back on to you know on topic but yes i learned how to read the room and when it comes to barbershops i really try my best to avoid going to a full packed out barbershop because i just really don't like being in that environment not saying that the environment is bad but for me it feels it feels like it feels like being thrown in a lion's den sometimes because it's like for one i really don't know what's going to how it's going to turn out and I don't want to come off as (laughs) 
being too emotional too too sensitive too defensive and then the one trigger word coming out and i lose my i lose my crap and you know we'll get into that later on too as well um and with me learning how to read the room um I transitioned to where I had to always be 10 steps ahead or feeling like I always had to be 10 steps ahead. And that also hurt me because when it came down to getting advice, in my opinion, nine times out of 10, I guessed exactly what they were going to say. So in some cases, it felt useless because I robbed myself from the opportunity to receive support when I really needed it because of being 10 steps ahead. And it's like, well, you're not going to fool me. Like, to protect myself because I felt and feel sometimes that people don't necessarily really put in the time to really try to understand me, I have to, I have to put in extra work for myself to make sure that I'm good um because i have no pro oh wow no we're not gonna do that bro um i have no problem with um checking in on people or being there for other people but when it comes to me being there for myself that's something that i do but not in a healthy way I do it by trying to protect myself, but always trying to protect myself. I don't allow myself to really be present with myself, if that makes sense. I don't allow myself to really be in tune with my natural um, flow of emotions and feelings. I'm more so on the anxious side. And it's weird because I don't have to be 10 steps when it comes down to other people's problems. It's easy for me to be there. But when it comes down to mine, it's just, oh, no, no, no. We're going to figure this out right now. Um, Sorry, I had to talk some tears away just then. We wasn't about to go down that route. Um, But as I said, with me always feeling like I had to be 10 steps ahead, I robbed myself from the opportunity to really receive emotional support and even validation in a form of me trying to protect myself because of childhood trauma. Um, I was literally trying to be everything that I need when I need it to myself. And let me be honest, that is a very unhealthy mentality to live with very unhealthy I didn't want to depend on anyone for anything in fact I forced myself to learn how to possess the skills and the traits to somewhat be selected for certain roles so that way or certain positions so that way I didn't have to depend on other resources or family and things of that nature 
to help me out. <laughs> but when your boy felt low, 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 um, I had to call on help. Um, here's the downfall to that. Although I didn't want to depend on others for what I needed, I still cared so much about what other people thought and how other people felt. And it was to a point to like, well, I won't say it was to a point. With me, you ain't even you don't even have to open up your mouth. And I can sort of kind of sense how you're feeling or what you're about to say. I can sense in your body language, your facial expression, your facial facial expression, your eyes like naturally for me I'm reading all I'm naturally my mind and my body is like read all the signs to determine whether or not this is a threat and if I feel like it's a threat and a threat for me could be okay well I'm now going to challenge you on a decision that you want and it's 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 something that I'm working on first of all I, I already know about it I know that hey that's something that you gotta work on I know that but when I feel like that's coming for me, I can already analyze it. So I would, I'm going to be honest, I would avoid people. I will walk right past you as if you do not exist. If I know that you're about to ask me a question that, one, I'm still probably processing, or two, um, I'm not ready to talk about it, or three, I know that you most likely oppose of it and you want me to hear your opinion for one so that you can feel better two so that way you know that i i know how you feel three so that way you can get the satisfaction from telling me a truth and be satisfied that you did something right um like I said, naturally for me, I'm reading for threats. I'm I'm going to read for threats, and I will prolong approaching some people until I feel comfortable and ready to approach people. And um, like I said, I cared so so much about what people thought, to where that was just like that was a norm for me. And to this day, sometimes that's how it is. That's just really how it is and I'll be honest this hasn't this isn't anything to where it's like random people like I don't really I don't care about random people opinions because first of all I don't know you uh second of all I would advise for you to not feel comfortable to voice your unwanted opinion if it has absolutely nothing to do with you and I don't know anything or I don't know who you are I'm not gonna be like violent but the facial expression that I'm gonna give you is probably gonna be like why are you talking to me (laughs) you have no right to be talking to me (laughs) um because I don't feel comfortable sometimes saying that out of my mouth and I know that it's rude so usually the facial expression sometimes will say it oh man I just realized that I just said that 
well that's good for me to actually acknowledge that because not I'm not justifying it not all times am I trying to be disrespectful but sometimes I just be like that really didn't make any sense to me but okay um anyways um I'm gonna be honest I'm surprised that I didn't blow up as a younger child that I can remember right now um because of all of the opinions of what people had of me and how I should be and how I should talk and how I should uh, show up and who I should like and who I should date and how I should dress and so forth would that be considered peer pressure I don't know um maybe so um honestly opinions were like the kryptonite to my unknown system of internal boundaries and what I mean by that as far as not knowing how to not take things personal not knowing how to not take other personal opinions personal when everybody's entitled to their own opinion as if I don't have my opinions of other people but that was just something that I really you know was challenged with as a young child um but honestly even if I had that boundary and spoke about that boundary what is a boundary when you're a child it I'm gonna just leave that there <laughs> we're just gonna leave that there uh, so my sensitivity kind of led me down some paths that I never thought my life would go and truthfully some paths that I didn't want to take but felt like that was really the only thing I that I can do or that I should do but somebody say this is now the time where we learn a little bit more there's an abbreviation HSP which stands for highly sensitive person according to Dr. Elizabeth Scott who specializes in stress management psychology and family counseling a highly sensitive person is someone who is thought to have an increased or deeper central nervous system to physical emotional or social stimuli while highly sensitive people are sometimes negatively described as being too sensitive it is a personality trait that brings both strengths and challenges. Um, and I will say that uh, after I've done some research on this, this term was actually first coined by psychologists uh, Dr. Elaine Aaron and Arthur Aaron in the mid-1990s, um, which also led to Dr. Elaine uh, publishing 
her book, The Highly Sensitive Person in the Year of 1996. So if you want to know more about an HSP, I would suggest that you go pick up that book. This ain't a sponsorship. But if you want to know more about people that you may have ever called too sensitive or being overly sensitive, maybe you'll probably understand their world and understand like why you think or why you're saying they are um, highly sensitive or, you know, overly sensitive. And let me be clear on this. It is not a disorder or medical condition um it's more of like like i read a personality trait the term and a concept to help better understand others that deal with this trait um for them personally and maybe for their loved ones as well so that way their loved ones if they are interested they'll know how to show up for that hsp and another thing to know um hsps i'm pretty sure do not want to be highly sensitive i mean to know how people look at you and classify you obviously who would want to be attached to a negative connotation nobody um and that's you know the fact with that um, when I first learned of this term, I definitely wanted to find answers. Um, you know, like as far as like what causes a person to be an HSP and how long does it last and will it always feel uh, like defeating for a person? And according to psychology today, the cause of a person being a HSP usually traces back to genetic roots and also early childhood experiences. And honestly, it wasn't until I read that when my mind screened, I was like, dang, there it is. Being sensitive as a little boy wasn't the problem. The issue was the lack of my emotions being validated, being seen as the little boy, being heard, and being valued and with the lack of all of those things it created experiences that sadly not many had access to in order to know how to deal with it and now you know we're here and an interesting fact about hsps is that they typically operate out of what can anybody guess what is it steven survival mode hmm. something i mentioned earlier um this can be for one due to the lack of being understood and two the space to freely express emotions for me I fall under both of those. And at a young age, I started to internalize, as I mentioned, how I really felt and what I was going through because it started to feel like I myself, along with my emotions, were a burden. To be completely honest, I envied a lot of people who were champs at controlling and knowing how to deal with their emotions. But at a younger age, I really didn't know like how to say, hey, I need help. 
managing my emotions and learning how to communicate my emotions. And honestly, with learning how to communicate my emotions, um, being the youngest of six kids and someone also being labeled as being spoiled, in my world, naturally, because I'm the baby, uh, I felt as if what I say would be taken with a grain of salt. So now being an adult, I run into challenges when it comes down to standing my ground sometimes when it comes down to my family because obviously I'm no longer that little boy and because I, I, I would assume that I've tried to be respectful as a little boy now that I'm an adult you can't just say anything you just can't approach me any kind of way you can't just come at me expecting for me to just be okay with it and not respond to however you are approaching me um, not saying that oh, I'm, I just have the right to be disrespectful or rude because I'm an adult but it's like no still still have some type of respect as if you know that well not not even as if have some respect knowing that I am also an adult just like you are I may be younger than you or whatever the case may be but still show me the same respect that you expect for me to show to you um got off on a little tangent thing because I felt that one too um but for me being in those mental states at those times I'll be honest it does make me feel like the younger Steven again and now where I am I'm making an effort to distinguish or yes distinguish what's safe and what's actually a threat and with that learning how to put out the fire when I feel like I'm the younger Steven the seven or eight year old Steven that's passing out emotionally but on the inside more so mentally so with going over or touching into a part of my childhood acknowledging the point of where vulnerability for me was kind of wounded and understanding how that point of vulnerability at a younger age wounded how I show up and how I'm vulnerable today hopefully the way that I broke down that structure it brought sense into my life as far as my vulnerability and and just a general overview and how the level of being teased uh, also wounded a level of my vulnerability. Here's what 
I will leave you all with today. An HSP, for one, does not look to be coddled. Um, or a sensitive person doesn't look to be coddled. They don't look for someone to baby them. They want to be understood and they want to feel safe to be able to express emotionally like the average person can express emotionally. I hope that you guys learned something today. For one, maybe about me. And two, just a little bit about what an HSP is. And again, I challenge you guys to go ahead and, and research and learn about an HSP. Maybe you may have a child that's an HSP. Or maybe you're in a relationship or married to someone that's an HSP. And with you doing the research, if you are interested in doing it, uh, maybe this may help you understand your loved one and be able to show up better for them and not feel as if you are doing something wrong um again i love you guys i appreciate you guys for taking the time to actually listen to me talk listen to me work through some issues but also just joining this journey with me so with that again i love you and you are not.